Welcome to the Sheepdog Wife Podcast. This is your host. Let's have a conversation. Hey. Hi. How are you doing tonight? (laughs) I am super tired and super glad that, you know, at the time of recording, we are past bedtime and my children are asleep. Those are those are days that we all have. <laughs> bedtime is the highlight. Oh my gosh, it was it was just rough. I I don't know. As as somebody who grew up as an only child and got to have like all the alone time that I could possibly need, sometimes I just have days where I wake up and I'm like, I need to not be around people, and that's hard when you have little people that literally just want to sit on you all day. Yes, and, and your body does not belong to you. <laughs> yeah, and today was one of those days. So <laughs> you made oh, it. Boy. I did. I made it. And here we are talking about resentment. I can't believe we're at chapter 10 already and finishing the book up this week. That's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, it went by really quick. Yeah, like I feel like the first five weeks like went at a normal pace and then we blinked and we're here at the end already. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, uh I know we didn't get a chance to like swap our notes beforehand so that should make the uh conversation even more interesting because the revelations will all be new between the two of us um so yeah guys we are in ephesians 6 10 through 18 and i will just say um i really enjoyed this ephesians is one of my favorite books of the bible um anytime that i get finished a study and i'm in doubt as to where i should go next i almost always end up at ephesians um i feel like I find something new there almost every time I go through it or get a good whack upside the head about something that I already knew but had conveniently forgotten because we all know that that happens. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, lots of in-depth study into um, word and translation definitions, which I really enjoy. Um, I love words. Very, very much. I wish I was better at learning different languages because if I picked up on stuff fast, I'd probably know three or four by now because I just, I like language, but I'm not gifted in that learning style. So sad me. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) resentment through, um, through the lens of learning about the armor of God. Um, What jumped out to you this week, Sabrina? Um, I, I just kind of like reading the paragraph that the author wrote, um, just about resentment and, and what it feels like from the lens of a spouse whose husband's in this role. Mm -hmm. Um, I can understand a lot of the, a lot of where it comes from, um, before, um, really before I started studying my Bible. I know that sounds awful to say, but really the practice of being in the word, my goal is every day, um, whether that is like just reading it to get through it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that, uh, where you're, you're just, your eyes are so glazed over, but you know, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's, you know, reading something and just gleaning a ton from it. Um, I, I just try to be in the word daily and I'm not always successful at that. So just adding that note in there. But yeah, before before I had that habit, um, it was very easy for resentment to crep to creep in um with this with this job. 
And mm-hmm. I would probably say for the first couple of years of my husband being in this role, I probably didn't have the best attitude with it. Um, like I mentioned before, my husband always did this type of work and I had always done shift work growing up, starting at 14. So I understand the feeling of missing holidays and family gatherings and, and friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like I lived that too. But it does take on a different level when you have children and really the world lives Monday through Friday and very few people understand what it's like to not have the weekends off and to have limited time when you, when you do have it during the weekends. So yeah, in the beginning I would be like upset, you know, if he had to go to work for a holiday or if he had to stay late when we already had plans and even like with my own business um it would be frustrating when i'd have something scheduled with the client and then he had you know a shift just come up or something like that Mm -hmm. so it's very easy to kind of let that feeling of resentment creep in um but i have found that just changing my attitude um and this is also in conjunction with my husband making sure like i mentioned in other episodes too making sure that if if overtime is voluntary that he runs it by me so we can decide together if that's if that's worth our, our time um yeah but I found my attitude and just his communication with me about which shifts were necessary and which ones weren't has gotten us into like a really good place where you know my husband I understand my husband is providing for us with his work um he's doing good work and this is the life that God gave us so we work with it yeah yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's there's pros and cons to it. You know, there are times when I'm really glad that Luke has days off during the week instead of on the weekend because sometimes it's a lot easier to do outings with kids during the week when I hate doing outings with kids. Order. Like I hate it. I hate <laughs> like going to the music park on Saturday. Why? Like, yes. <laughs> why are you doing that to yourself? Go on a Tuesday. It's like, it's less the crap. It's a whole new world when you get to like ride the roller coaster four times in a row because yes. there's nobody else in the park. That is a silver lining. Like when he yes. does weekends, I'm like, what a bummer. <laughs> so true. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at some of the definitions that I pulled up here. Um, not that not that any of the words that she had us kind of delve into were um, bad, but there were definitely some that I, I felt like I got a little bit more, I don't know, that spoke to me a little bit more than others, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, uh, sword and the breastplate um, and the belt of truth, right? Um So the belt kind of holds everything in place and the armor of God belt is truth, which allows us to kind of keep everything in our lives sorted and in correct perspective, right? Because it is, it's the baseline. Um, Yeah, I had, um, we just had a a Bible study through our church on Ephesians. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of that we got to go do this here too. 
but one of our members is a physical therapist and she brought in a physical therapy belt and basically with the physical therapy belt you put it put it around your patient and it's a security measure so as they're walking you're holding on to the other side of this like super sturdy belt so that if they are to trip or to fall you're kind of able to keep them up yeah and um it was kind of like a good um just like visual to see yeah. that like god has you secure you're in his hands so as long as you just cling to him nothing is going to like let you ultimately fall like you might stumble but like he he's got you yeah yeah that's actually a great that's a great picture i think i could i think i could probably guess in maybe like three tries who that may have been oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, I miss her. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, going to the application questions, because I mean, all, all of the study questions are really good, but I want to make sure that we definitely kind of encourage our listeners to glean from them themselves by digging into the word and not give away, you know, everything. Yeah. Um, let's see. What of those application questions would you like to get started with, Sabrina? Let's see. Um, there's actually like a lot this week. <laughs> there, there is, there yeah. is. It just has the, it has the opportunity to get super personal. It's like how yeah. soul bearing do I feel at the moment? So yeah, um, I like, I like question three. When anger, yeah. resentment, and bitterness start to invade your spirit, recognizing it early on is crucial. What should your first action be when you see symptoms of these? So, yeah, I, um, I have been trying lately to be more aware of my emotions mm-hmm. with, in reaction to things. And really what kind of like spurred me to do this is just raising my own children and mm-hmm. just seeing directly how my son reacts when his sister, who is two <laughs> and does two-year-old things, um, mm-hmm. does something that, I mean, plainly, like, plainly is just sinful. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, watching his reactions. And I, it's interesting when you're, like, looking at it from, like, a third-party perspective because you can see, like, wait, that response wasn't really the best. Like, here's, here's how you should respond. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I, when I say it out loud and look at it, I'm like, am I, am I giving him, like, this example when things like that happen to me? So, like, this morning, for example, I was mixing chocolate milk and I was using a mason jar and man, those bottoms are so flimsy. I guess this is the second time I've done this or maybe I just like overuse my mason jars, but the spoon, like it, it burst open the bottom of a mason jar and all this chocolate milk, Cecilia, it was all over my counter. It went into my cabinet, like my drawer, like on top of like all these different like kitchen tools and utensils type things oh. down the cabinet door onto the floor and onto the dress that I was wearing oh no and I'm like and then what? of course the glass shards as well yes. because and those like, are okay. like impossible to always find everything of yes and I'm like what do I do first is like my first question so like back in the day like my reaction would be to just like throw a fit like man I can't believe this happened like um just be totally upset about it but instead I just paused, 
which is like really a great exercise for anyone. Like just take a moment to pause when something is happening that is just, <laughs> you just cannot process, you know? And I just paused and I'm like, oh man, like that was my response. Oh man. Like, because I'm like, well, how, how would I want my kid to respond if he was to spill? Because really, if my kids spill something, that is my initial reaction just to be like, oh my gosh, what happened? Just to kind of make the scene. But in reality, yes, it's extra work. And yes, it's messy extra work. But it happens to everybody, including me, an almost 30 year old woman, <laughs> just casually mixing chocolate milk at nine o'clock in the morning. Yes. And being She-Hulk, apparently, and shattering her mason jars. Yes. So there so there it is. Like, it happens to me, too. So, like, how can I set that? How can that, How can I expect my children to not do that? When here I am still doing it at 30. So, um, so yeah, just recognizing your emotions and where they come from. And sometimes that, that process is easier in certain situations than other situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, I, I give myself grace with this. You know, um, if I mess up and I don't respond appropriately, instead of being stubborn, which is like my, that's like my sin nature is just to like, hang on and just die. Like I'm, I will die on this hill of, I know I'm wrong, but like, I'm going to stick with it. Cause I don't want anyone else to know that I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> instead of, I have been there and I have oh. done that. It's so bad, right? And it's like, oh, yeah. you start feeling they're... so silly, especially as like whoever you're interacting with like unravels it. <laughs> and you're like, they're, you know, they're going to expose you any minute. So it's like. <laughs> there's always, there's always that one scenario where it ends up like, this is, this is probably very bad of me, but where it ends up being worth it because their reaction is just so hilarious. <laughs> You know, you do that, you do that deadpan enough about something like kind of obscure, not something that, you know, you can look up in a textbook that's like black and white, whatever. And just, just the reactions that you can get. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. But I'm a bad person. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a bad person. We're all bad. Don't worry. We're all wretched sinners. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I, um. So yeah, when I, when I mess up too, um, especially as a blade, I just think about, okay, where does, where is this reaction coming from? Is this a biblical reaction to this happening? Am I acting correctly? Um, and how can I fix it if I'm not? Um, so what can I do to kind of like make this right and just like repent um, to the Lord? Mm-hmm. So, and those are all very difficult steps. I'm not like saying them just casually. It is hard to do that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess the other thing I think about too, like when I mess up too, instead of being laden with guilt, because that tends to be what I do as well. Um, and just feeling very heavy, I guess, with with a mistake I might've made. Oh yeah. And beating um, yourself up for days. Yeah, especially with parenting. Like I make so many mistakes and it's just like, there's so many days where I look at like my husband and I'm like, I am like a terrible mom. I don't know why I like my kids are going to think I'm like crazy or whatever I say. Yeah. Oh, you have that, you have that vision of them running, screaming from the house when they turn 18, never been seen again. That's yeah. I'm like, that's my fear is like that. I'm doing this so wrong that they're just never going to want to speak to me when they're older again. But instead of like harping on that, because I know a lot of that like feeling is not true Mm -hmm. and it's coming from like not, reliable sources um that I just 
I actually I listened to this series and um, if you have Canon Press, it's like such a good resource. Um, it's like probably the best thing that we like put our money towards every month. Um, <laughs> it's just this really great collection of, I guess, like applicable, um, like Bible study material. So there's like really good books and um, really just good reading material like a lot of it comes from like Doug Wilson and his daughters um, but there's one series that Rachel Jankovic Janko- yeah I think Jankovic or Jankovic is doing called detox um, it's like detox modern motherhood that I started listening to but one thing that she recommended and just giving like general advice to women a Christian woman um, is to I mean, I think our, our society tends to want to look at like short-term goals more than long-term goals. Um, and her advice was to like set some long-term goals for yourself. Like what kind of older woman do you want to be? So that's kind of like what I think about. Of course, I want to be the Proverbs 31 woman when I'm older. You know, a lot of the things that I do right now, maybe I'm not doing great, but it's with the intention of getting better at it so that eventually... I can be like this type of older woman. Mm. Yeah. So um, this chapter is like really, it was a little, uh, it was a little close to home for me. Um, So I have historically really, really struggled with resentment and bitterness. um, Just in, in a lot of areas of my life, we're talking about like going back way before I even met my husband, let alone was married to him, let alone in law enforcement situation. Right. So I feel like everybody, um, everybody like has certain things that they struggle with more than others. And these are things that I really, I struggle with a lot. Um, so there are certain there are certain scenarios that I probably was resentful and bitter over for, I mean, we're talking over a decade and um, like, I just want to, I want to be very, very clear in the fact that um, letting bitterness and resentment take root or get a foothold in your life at all. It's, it's not going to just destroy you which it, it will because it turns you into a miserable, crazy bat. Um, but it will also destroy all of the relationships that you have, not just the ones that were initially affected by whatever incident you're, you're all torqued up over, right? It's going to destroy everything else as well because as it eats away at you, you change and you're not capable of having healthy relationships with anybody at that point. It just turns you into this toxic, miserable shell of who you're meant to be. Um, so I'm just, I'm going to get real and go through some things that I learned in trying to overcome my own bitterness struggles, um, and find healing in Christ with those, um, and some advice that I got that was helpful and some that wasn't, um, for me, I think the biggest, the biggest first step that you need to take if you're having thoughts or feelings of resentment, um, or struggling with bitterness, trying to take hold is to humble yourself before the Lord. Um, he is, he's your greatest ally in combating this. 
Um, and you need to be, you need to be honest and upfront with him about that. Um, a lot of, a lot of the time, especially growing up, I heard, you know, well, you don't have a right to feel that way about it, which is a true statement. So you just need to get over it and keep moving. Um, and while, while it is true that feelings of resentment or bitterness are not always um, grounded in a, in a reasonable foundation, sometimes something happens that, you know, a really big family event ends up getting missed because a spouse is forced to do overtime on their day off. Um, and that's a reason to be upset. But sometimes it's, it's not that. Um, what you need to remember is that, again, we've, we've talked about this before, you can't always stop thoughts from jumping into your head, right? It's what you do with them once they're there that becomes the real issue that you're responsible for. Um, and I have found, and you need to be careful about who you talk to about these things because there are going to be people that are not helpful in helping you to work through this in a biblical way and they'll actually end up feeding it even unintentionally rather than stemming it. Um, acknowledge those feelings to God and then find someone that you can confide in that will hold you accountable and say, I hear what you're struggling with and I'm going to be praying for you. And here, here are some things that I think given the specific situation that you're struggling with will help you to work through it. Um, because ignoring it and pretending there isn't an issue because you don't have a right to have those feelings that doesn't, that doesn't help that just kind of shoves the splinter in deeper and causes a really nasty infection. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, that's the biggest thing that, <laughs> that I've, that I've learned um, is to, is to try to not just ignore that rather seek, seek God's help, seek a trusted close friend, i.e. your spouse, help in in conquering those feelings um, because just pretending just pretending that they aren't there won't make them go away um, and I did that for a really long time and that made it significantly harder to get over really little things because they'd been festering for so long um, so prayer is really your prayer is your best friend here yeah I'd say just getting um, comfortable with just bringing everything to the Lord is helpful. Um, I think that there's like a, a, I don't know, I guess there's like a tendency to maybe feel embarrassed about feelings that you're having. Um, and there's maybe like this belief that if you don't talk to God about it, like he won't know maybe, um, or maybe it's just something that's so embarrassing. You can't even get yourself to like face God and address it with him. Mm-hmm. But if you don't talk to God about that, you will talk to the wrong, I don't know, like entity about that really. Um, if you can't, if you can't go to Christ about it, if you can't just fall on your knees and just um, confess that you're a sinner and you need, you need Christ, mm -hmm. then it's, you're going to have a lifelong battle and you're just going to struggle for, for no reason, basically. Yeah. Um, and I've, seen firsthand 
um, not just with myself, but with other people that I love who just years and years of like built up resentment and bitterness and anger. And it culminates into just more and it starts to shape who you are as a person too. just an unlikable um, person that can be hard to deal with. So yeah. this, yeah, like Cecilia said, the sooner you can just talk to God about it. And prayer is a very powerful thing. I think sometimes people forget like prayer is very powerful. God hears our prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes God uses experiences like this to shape us or he uses them for, I mean, it's always for his glory or he uses them for other causes, but mm-hmm. ultimately your prayer is still heard. Um, and you have to just keep, keep going with it. So I like the one, um, helpful point that that also they recommended um let me see oh i just lost my feature i think it's on the back yeah enlist fellow believers and praying with you and for you we're not fighting this battle alone yep and that happened to me recently i had a friend who she's just an amazing prayer like she she is just so good at in remembering at praying for people and she does so consistently. And that's really like, she's like where I want to be with my prayer life. Even yeah. one of those prayer warriors. Yeah. She is just, she's very disciplined and she's very good at it. And I have realized what I didn't even really notice until she had mentioned it, but the prayer she had been praying for me has been like coming to fruition over the last several months. Mm-hmm. So it prayer does get answered um sometimes sometimes you're praying for the wrong thing if it doesn't get an answer but if you're i guess praying for the right thing it will get answered does that make sense i don't know is that like Like, i I don't want to call it theological concepts but like so (laughs) the way the way that like i've always kind of thought about it is as a traffic light right so um god's always going to answer your prayer it just might not always be the way that you want right Right, so you might get a red light which is no or you know the equivalent of to our you know imperfect eyes and ears as no answer because we didn't get the one we wanted so we think it wasn't answered but it was it just was a no um yellow to wait or green to go or you see an answer very, very quickly in that. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's kind of how in my imperfect analogy world, I've always, always kind of pictured that concept. Yeah. Um, because there's things that you'll pray for that won't happen. Like if you have an illness, you may pray for healing, but that's not what God's intention is yep. with, with this illness. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I guess like, you're not going to get prosperity prayer. I don't know what the word is, but um, yeah, things might not work how you think they're going to work, but in God's grand plan, they work out exactly as he, as he wants them to. Yeah. Um, It means just to continue praying and just get in the habit of praying all day throughout the day. That's another thing I will say, I will add to. So I was raised Catholic and we would pray at night. Like that was the only time that we would pray. So it is, it has been very strange for me over the last several years, like deviating from that concept and Mm -hmm. like learning that I can speak to God all day long, not just like at certain times of the day or like in certain scenarios or in certain conditions. And (laughs) or through someone else, you don't have to have that made that mediator, right? You can like, literally you have open communication because of Christ to talk to God Mm -hmm. whenever you want all day long. 
whether your your kids are running around screaming their heads off, great time to do that. Or yep. if it's you know after bedtime and you're quiet and you have your solitude, um, <laughs> yeah, prayer is all day long, and God loves it when we pray. Yeah. Um, the one other thing that kind of caught my eye in in the application questions um, was in number two, uh, where it talks about the putting on the armor of God um, in our lives and discusses the definition of the Greek word, which is used in that category, which um, the definition includes, you know, the sense of sinking into a garment. Um, And that idea just kind of, it really caught my eye. Um, Growing up, like we were definitely a household that, you know, well, if we're not going anywhere today, we're not going to change out of our pajamas because that's just going to make more laundry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, if that's if that's how your household uh, thrives, that's totally fine. Um, but for me personally, I have kind of, and this is going to be a probably a sloppy analogy because I put it together on the fly while I was doing the study this week. Um, but the idea of how getting dressed for my day sets the tone for the rest of the day. So if I'm running behind waking up in the morning and I don't get a chance to change out of my pajamas before I go upstairs and start working on breakfast for the kids, my whole day feels like it's behind. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's this concept that like when we need, when we get up in the morning to a certain extent, we need to, dress our souls to prepare them for the day um and while for a lot of people that might mean doing a really in-depth hour or more long devotional time first thing in the morning that's not necessarily going to fit in everybody's lifestyle but I think it absolutely should include um praying first thing you know before you even before you even get out of bread um Talk to God about what's on your plate for the day, what you're worried about having to do for the day, and kind of take stock for where your emotions are and like how how you woke up feeling, you know, what where you are mentally and ask him for strength to fill in whatever gaps you might be struggling with so that you can um, serve him and your family to the best of your abilities that day in areas that you already know you're lacking. Cause at least for me, when I wake up, I know what kind of mood I'm in right away. And I know if I'm going to be on the struggle bus at breakfast or not. Um, and you know, pray, pray at the end of your day as well. Like make, make it a sandwich. <laughs> uh, ideally you'll be doing a lot more to commune with the Lord throughout the day than just praying at the beginning and end. But if you have a bad day, which we all do, and that's the most that you can do, make sure that that's how you're starting and ending your day and try to pray with your spouse at least once a day. Um, You know, that's pray with your husband at least once a day. (laughs) Luke and I do much better together when we get a chance to pray together every day. Um, yeah, we liked what we did, what we started implementing that I think has been helpful for like every single person in our family. It's just family worship time. Mm-hmm. So um, we have like young kids. So I think it looks different with every household and like depending on your kids ages. Mm-hmm. But um, we do 
sometimes we'll do a Bible reading just depending on, again, like where the kids are at this point in the day. Um, but we'll always just sing songs together. We all pray together. Um, and then uh, my husband asks our oldest son just some catechism questions. So it's just a good time for us to just like praise the Lord together to get our like hearts like back on track as we end our day. And mm-hmm. also we try to be flexible too. So if my husband is working, you know, when we typically do it, we'll try to do it like a different point of the day. So it really, it just like we just stress, like making sure that we have this time together, like this 20, 30 minutes together every day. Just yeah. To praise the Lord. So that has been very helpful for us. And, um, some really good advice that my friend just gave me with Bible reading, especially is just keeping my Bible open on the page that I'm reading. So that way I can just steal like minutes, seconds, whatever it is during the day to read my Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's something I I never even thought of doing this, but um, I, it's very easy for me to grab my phone and just to go through social media, just because if your kids interrupt you, it's easy to put it down. And just focus on whatever's happening. Yes. So I'd like to re- replace a lot of that time with reading my Bible. So that way I can consistently be with it every day. And that too helps. Um, it's hard to feel like negative emotions, I guess. It's harder to feel these emotions like resentment when you're in your word. Yep. Um, and just being reminded of the goodness of God and um, the, the righteousness that we get to wear because of christ um dying on the cross for us yeah absolutely because those those thoughts aren't going to not come into your head right but if you are bathing your soul in scripture on a regular basis the the level of impact that they're going to have before you're able to deal with it in a healthy and biblical manner is going to be so negligible yeah compared to if you haven't been in the word and then you you start trying to refocus on it to fight it off. You know, you're, you're starting behind. So, you know, we we wouldn't want our husbands to go out with his gun belt in the car, but still having it and then waiting for an altercation to happen to put on his gun belt that has all of his tools on it, whether it be his taser or whatever, or his, his lethal weapon. Um, You know, you want, you want to be prepared and have those on hand before, before you're faced with a situation and being focused in the scripture is the same, you know? Yes. And with like social media too, I, I found that I tend to feel more negative emotions when I spend more time in social media and less time in the word. So whether it's reading my Bible, like watching something like informative or, um, you know, that's like based on the Bible or just anything like that, listening to like podcasts mm-hmm. when I'm like, when I'm valuing, which is easy to do with the work that I do when I'm valuing social media over that, it's very easy to start feeling symptoms of resentment or bitterness or anger or anxiety, all those kinds of emotions, um, because you're feeding yourself, you know, the best version of other people's lives. Yes. I, You know, I'm thankful for certain aspects of social media um, because it it does help you to keep in contact with people when you move away or they move away um, to keep 
those who are genuinely important in your circle updated on day-to-day things that would be hard otherwise but to a certain extent I wonder how um how steep the trade-off is because it's it really is damaging like social media is damaging it's damaging to our kids it's damaging to adults and our mental health how we relate to people in person and how we really view our lives because like you said all we see is you know the best foot forward of everyone else on a regular basis um and I know that there are a lot of people out there who are trying to be more genuine in what they're posting and I think that's great but um Overall, I think there's there's a really intense level of toxicity in in social media and making sure that um, you're dosing yourself with it wisely um, yeah. and uh, taking in more beneficial nutrients to counter it is really, really important. Exactly. Like your truth should be coming from the Bible, not from Facebook. So you should be able to differentiate. When you are on Facebook, like what lame emoji? Yes, yeah. What is what is truth and what is not? And I will add this caveat too. I am not anti-social media. Mm-hmm. I use it a lot, and I use it as a great way to communicate too with with friends and family and my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm not a person that would say like get rid of those accounts by any means. Yeah, but no. I think that like as as like women in this generation raising children. Um, this is like the first time like in history that we've had to raise our kids where social media is so predominant. Like yeah. we are going to have to have conversations with our kids about like what they are allowed to do on social media and whatnot. We have to decide what age they're allowed to be to be on social media. We have to prepare them for that. So it's not something mm-hmm. that I would say like shy away from. No, learn about it. Like know what's happening online so that way you can teach your children what to expect and what to do so yeah um I so yeah all I have to say like I don't say like delete or anything but I think too it's part of our responsibility as Christian women because we know what the what truths exist in the bible and that they're unchanging mm-hmm. this applies to social media too so um one thing I would say is just like be mindful of like the things that you do post on social media because it's not helpful to post material or things that is not like glorifying to the Lord. Like I think what, like what I've been doing lately is thinking like, am I posting this because I want to brag or because like I want to glorify myself or because I want to make other women feel resentful or bitter or something like that. Um, and if the answer is like, yes, then I just don't post it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I try to be, to be mindful of that because I know how easy it is for me to feel those things. I'm um, seeing other people's posts. So yeah. I think it's a good practice for all of us just to kind of like think about what you're posting and that applies to what other people are posting too. Like if there's something that makes you feel something that you see, if it's jealousy, anger, whatever the case is, dial back. And remember this is social media. Like, so you shouldn't be feeling that heavy about things on there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely keep it light and you know there's nothing wrong with taking a break either yes yeah no breaks are good yeah especially if it's consuming more of your time than you want it to yeah absolutely um 
yeah so this this was the final chapter um sabrina's not gonna be able to get together for the next episode which is actually the big interview with our author um so i'm going to be picking her brains for any questions that she might have so i can make sure to include them when i talk with melissa next week if Uh, any of our listeners have questions, please send them in. I would love to have um, questions outside the box of my own head uh, coming in to to ask her about. Um, A little footnote in regards to the study this week. Um, The question regarding the sword um, includes a cross-reference typed out as John 4, 1 through 11. I did actually confirm with Melissa this week that that is a typo. Um, The scripture that it's supposed to be referencing is actually Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Um, So just putting that disclaimer in here for you guys uh, so you know what you're looking at. Um, Memory verse for this week is James 4, 7. Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Amen. Um, and the song for encouragement is Head to Toe by Christy Knuckles, um, which is actually one that I hadn't heard before. So maybe it'll be something new for you as well. Um, yeah, you're not fighting the battle alone. And I'm thankful for that. Sabrina, you have been a huge blessing to me throughout this process. I'm pretty sure you've been a huge blessing to the listeners as well. Um, And I just want to thank you for taking time out of your really busy schedule to go through this with me. I'm going to miss having um, like the purposeful, the purposeful communication with you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I, I had a great time, guys. It was awesome. Have a great rest of your night. Thank Thank Keith for sharing you with us. And have a blessed weekend. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.